At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. They can dunk from downward dog and make hook shots in headstands. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. Meet Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Great Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 1110 is the numbers to get in. We uh, It's an interactive call-in show. You call with the questions. We'll give you the top couple answers that we have on whatever you're looking at, trying to fix. New car, used car, trying to figure out which car to go buy, uh, trying to find the used car lot that's got the most cars on it. I think they're starting to fill back up a little bit, so you got got some opportunities. You, you can go look. just kind of depends on which one you want to get in. Not all... Not all cars uh, are equal, so they look great on the outside. Got brand new tires, kick those a little bit, and you drive off and find out you got all sorts of problems. Or it's prone to a lot of problems and everything's great right now, but we see a lot of those kind of cars, so maybe we can help you along. So We are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. We do brakes right the first time. So we are on the iHeartRadio podcast team, so if you miss a show, you caught it this week, didn't catch it last, sign up for some podcasts. That way you can uh, catch catch up on all the, the previous uh, episodes that we have. Or you want to go back and listen to maybe what we said and, and uh, kind of catch it there, you can kind of catch it that way. So Kyle's with me as always. Good morning, Kyle. Yeah. Great couple of days few days God, this is the day to get the your repair in before it turns warm on sunday and hot on sunday uh monday again but wow i was wearing a sweatshirt yesterday i don't remember the last time i wore a sweatshirt in july in omaha well you're Just, getting older bob well, that has nothing to do with it it has to do with it it was 68 degrees yesterday and not sweater weather not swell, you know, and it was it was raining. That adds uh, an extra sense of coldness to the air. But that was not a sweater; it was a sweatshirt. Did I say sweater? No, I wasn't wearing. Didn't have my Mister Rogers on. No, no, no. Oh, it was man. a sweatshirt. Buchanan service pin. On yeah. The- yes. Yes. You're right. Everything. Everything just like that. <laughs> Here's an article I found a little bit. This is gonna. You know, your the Raptor, that Raptor that you got, Kyle. The base price is about a hundred thousand dollars. Which one? Well, that's just the, the 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 main the main Raptor. The, the, no, I mean, which one of mine are we talking about? No, oh, which one of yours? I don't know. I have to go over and take a look. Yeah, I just assumed it was the base one. I got so many, I just paved the front yard. Yeah, a little bit. I can I can see that. I don't like parking them on the street. No, I, I see that a lot of that. I, I don't know why people. Are, I see uh, a lot of people parking in the grass for some reason. Yeah. And that's what you park on the concrete. That's why you put concrete there. Yep. Uh, this is a the normal one's about $100,000. Now, if you get the Velociraptor 6x6 six six 
F one fifty, you know, with the, it's got. I watched a thing about the guy that makes those because mm-hmm. Ford doesn't make it; they send them off no. to a guy. And Correct. He's in Texas, I believe. I'm pretty darn sure he's in yep, Texas. Yep, he is. I mean, Texan, Texas six Turner. by six. Yeah, those come from Texas. Yep, and it's quite the process. I mean, they've got it down to an assembly line. They've got everything already made to where they just pull this thing in and cut it apart. And I mean, it's in and out in a week. Wow. And comes with a thousand plus horsepower and uh it, it bumps that price up to five hundred thousand dollars a copy though can you really put a price on something like that well yes you can and he did <laughs> <laughs> that is uh you know for a, something you're gonna drive around i don't know really, i didn't even say in that article what kind of miles it got none none i would imagine it's uh part of that uh, retrofit was a, a 92 gallon gas can or tank i'd imagine <laughs> gotta have that many wheels to support that much gas you do you do here's an interesting one that i found too that was ford has a oh they have a, a to back up the trailer they have a little knob that they can kind of back up the, the trailer with it's pro assist trailering but they've come out with something else which is kind of cool that they with all the sensors that you have on the back of the bumper to detect crash or somebody coming close or the camera going down towards the uh the ball and everything else well now they can paint that you you can put something on the hitch of your travel trailer or your car trailer or whatever and now it can read that so it can zero in on that particular part so it will take that ball back and put it right underneath the bottom of the hitch versus you having to just kind of look in the camera and everything else just one more and it's a great deal for those those people that have a little trouble with it do you know what? I'm a little more from the generation where if you can't back a trailer, you can't have a trailer. Uh, and true. there needs to be a true, demonstration and a driving test true. if you're going to buy something. The pandemic really brought out a bunch of people that uh, said, you know, I need a, I need a, here, I got a car um, or SUV. I want to put a hitch on it and I'm going to go buy a travel trailer. And they're just not the pros. They will be at some point, but they're just not the pros and, yet. They got to get in, get out, get in, get out, get in, get out. Or it yeah, makes for good YouTube videos. It does. Or you set your wife back there that so she can describe to you just how close or far you're getting, and then you can start yelling and screaming at each other and getting in an argument. And the next thing you know, you got a silent trip home. I've seen this? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is to alleviate the silent trip home. Is to uh, you put a little reflector on there and you back up and blah, 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 blah. And it takes you right underneath the trail. You just hook on and go mm. all the time wasted getting in and out is done. Hey. I don't know. Just telling you, that's just, you got to order that with when you order your truck. So I don't think, I don't think it's an add on kind of thing. So, but you know, that's a great deal Ford's coming out with. Yeah. All right. We're going to head over to uh, Mike. Mike's got a 2010 Colorado. Mike, what's going on today? Well, uh, this will be the easiest thing you tell, talk about today. Uh, when I plug my seatbelt in and I start the vehicle, it continues to ding. You know, it dings because you don't have the seatbelt hook, Mike, and it dings a little bit later, and I don't know how to stop it. I don't want to cut wires and everything. Sounds and like one's already the... cut. Yeah. Huh? Sounds like you got an open circuit in your seatbelt switch. Yeah, in the, oh. in the buckle side, right, Kyle? 
Yeah. Yeah. You plug that receiver okay. in, and that closes a switch. It creates a current through to your dash that turns out that light. It's your airbag. Okay, there's a li- and there's a little wire that goes up underneath that cuff, right? Yeah. On that, there's probably two because mm-hmm. I bet there's a seatbelt pretensioner. So one's going to be a colored connector and one's going to be just a regular black connector that's the one you're looking for and okay you know you move your seat forward and backward it can get stuck in the track if the harness okay. comes loose yeah it so, could just be a bad switch i mean either all right way. so so what happens underneath the seat there's a, a connector down there it's got like four pins and four plug-ins and all the stuff in it mm-hmm. if i unplug that it stops does yep. that do something to the um yeah, you're Anything taking that switch we... out of the circuit. Okay, so what happened? So is that dangerous? Well, you'll probably get an airbag light out of it. Yep. I, I was just going to ask if you had an airbag light on now. Well, I don't have the... Yeah, no, I don't. Okay. No, you probably um, well, I don't have it unplugged. That's what I was worried about. If it, if it's unplugged, will the airbag not function? Yeah. Correct. Oh, Okay. Okay, well, I'll dig into the other, what you told me about first. That's probably what's wrong. And part of that seat belt system is a uh, the buckle is just kind of tied into, and maybe a 2010, they didn't quite get it in at that particular point, but probably did. It's tied into on all the newer cars through the airbag. So when the airbag deploys, it actually will set off a charge that, that tightens the seat belts and keeps you in, it kind of pulls you back into the seat. You never, oh, okay. you didn't you don't notice it because it happens in in microseconds. Uh, yeah. So anytime the airbag comes out, a lot of times you got to replace the seat belts right along with it because those are damaged at the same time. Just trying to yeah. keep you safe. That's the reason they okay. go bad. So, yep. All right, I'll look. I'll look at that. Sounds good. Thank Appreciate the call, much, Mike. Gentlemen. All right, we're gonna go over to Bob. Bob's got an 05 Bonneville. Bob, what's going on today? Hi, thank you. Um, I have a 2005 Bonneville GXP, and um, when I turn the car on, the there's bag shocks or some kind of compressor that uh, when you put weight in the car, it's supposed to uh, compensate for that and raise the rear end. Sure. Raise the trunk up. Yep. Uh but it raises it all the way up. It looks like I got a hot rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it won't, uh, It, you know, it does it whether it's just me in there or there's more. But uh, how can I, uh, can I disable that? You sure can. Or I'm betting if you go underneath the car back by the axle, there's a level sensor back there. And that's a pivot off of your axle to a sensor. Those rods break, and if it sticks all the way up, it's going to think your car's sitting on the ground, and it's going to keep running that thing and raising it up because it right. can't find its position. Yeah. It's- uh, uh, so it's awesome. at its max limit because odds are you hit a bump, and that's when that thing broke, and it stuck that pivot all the way up. Yeah, it thinks you got a load of bricks in there, and it's trying to pump it up as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. So climb well, under there, find that level sensor, and I'm going to bet you find that that lever's broken. Yeah. And All right. You can get another level sensor. I appreciate that, guys. You sure, you sure you don't like it that way? I mean, all the kids are doing that. Uh, no, I don't like it this way. Okay. It's bumpy. Yeah. 
45 years ago, I mean, guys were spending a lot of money to get their car to look Yeah, to way. jack up, up like that. You got it for free. <laughs> no. I was one of those guys. <laughs> All right, I'm probably Bob. probably older than you. Yep. <laughs> try that, Kyle. Or try that, Bob. Kyle's right on. that. That's where your repair is. Thank you, buddy. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. Open lines for you, so let's fill them up. We'll be back in a minute. Can I have your attention, please? Forward march. Oh, I wish that I was Mr. Mechanic. That is who I truly want to be. Because if I was Mr. Mechanic, everyone would be in love with me. <laughs> Mr. Mechanic is all meat and all good meat, too. Rich and complete protein meat. Wait, what? I think this is supposed to be for Oscar Mayer Wiener. Oh, okay. I wish that I was Mr. Mechanic. Okay, kids. That is who I truly want to be. Kids, stop sticking. But if I was Mr. Mechanic. Oh, well. Mr. Mechanic, throw him in a bun and have some fun. Okay, I know this is for hot dogs. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. And uh, let's help you fix that car today. we got a few open lines, and uh, let's fill them up answer the questions. All right, we're going to head over to John. John's got a 2018 Sierra Denali. John, what's going on today? Hey, uh, my articulating running board. Mm-hmm. You there? John, we lose you? John, you there? We lost John. All right, well, John, call back. We got an articulating running board problem, which I'm sure, uh, John, he's gone. All right. He'll come back. John, give us a call. We'll be, we'll be waiting for you. Well, yeah, maybe we can answer his question now. You know, some of these, uh, those articulating running boards just have a bunch of problems because all the salt that gets down on the road has an issue with, uh, we take them off in pieces. You take them off in pieces. It's about right. They are steel pins. That go through aluminum housings, and they just need to be lubed up, you know, over a period of time and co- consistently and constantly kind of lubed up. Because yeah. if you don't, that that steel too dissimilar. And even that doesn't help most of the time. No, those two dissimilar metals just have a tendency to uh, just bind themselves up over a period of time, and you just got to keep moving them back and forth. If they get stuck up underneath the bottom of the truck, um, and then they just kind of stay there. And they just they just kind of rust in spot. Generally, yeah. we see the most problems on a car that somebody's just bought. At least I have because people will turn that option off, mm-hmm. and then it just sits there, and they don't care about it for five six years. Sell yep. the car now. This guy wants to use it, turns it on, opens the door, and the thing hits the ground. <laughs> and unfortunately, the, the only way we've been able to, to to repair any of these a lot of times is to get them from southern states. It doesn't have that problem. Yeah. Or buy new ones at, uh, you know, fifteen to $1,800 a side. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's conservative. <laughs> that's conservative. They might even be higher now before they. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. So. <laughs> and we got to program them. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. They are, and I think they have changed those for the later models. They kind of swing out and back, and they and they're a little beefier than they were before, and and they're just not nearly as sensitive. Ford had a pretty lackluster trial run of that in the Navigators. I replaced a few of them, quite a few of them, from what I remember. That first year that they tried that, and the motors were falling apart. Mm-hmm. It's just it's all that salt. It's all, it's just like battery acid that just kind of corrodes everything underneath the bottom of the truck. I think we got John back though. John eighteen Denali. John. Go. Well, hi there. Yes, we got you. Yeah, so it it just started in the last oh, couple of weeks that uh, you open the door, it goes out, and the and the then the running board retracts again immediately. Oh, so okay, so it's. You open the door and um, you get out, and then it, just, it goes right back in. Yep, that's what happens. Hmm. Hmm. So you've got a sensor on that that knows that the door is open, and or Correct. the door is, or if it's closed, and it and that all kind of goes through your uh, uh, the the door latch. That's pretty much what it goes through. You don't have a door okay. jam switch anymore. You have a uh, the door latch. So, are, are you having any other issues with, like, uh, it's dome lights, for example, or radio not shutting off, or things of that nature? Not that I'm aware. Not that have happened yet. Okay. All right. The other option. I mean, you've only got two two things here that's kind of going to go from the the door latch, and it sends a signal down to the motors down there to go uh-huh. down and come back, and it's got to have a, a a switch or it's got to have something down on those particular motors. So one of those two have a problem if i'm okay. going to i'm probably going to go inspect the the running boards and where the where the electrical connectors go in there you might have a uh there's a broken wire or something along that line because yeah it looks okay. like there's probably a sensor on that running board for object detection you might want to make sure that sensor's clean and it's going to look like okay. the sensor's in your bumper kind of just like a little round dot maybe right in the middle okay. of your running board or maybe there's one on each end and that might be something to make sure there isn't any dust or dirt or any contamination maybe on the front of it if you hit some tar in the road that's maybe on that. Yeah, maybe you've got okay. some, uh, maybe running down a country road, now you've got a bunch of mud underneath there, it's hanging, mm-hmm. it, it thinks something's hanging down. So maybe get a are good there, look are, underneath the car, make mm-hmm. sure you can find these switches or these sensors. Okay, I'll, They'll be pretty I'll, noticeable. I'll check that out, and... Uh, are there any grease points on that uh, on those things that need to be? No, there needs to nope. be, but, but there no, isn't. there isn't. You find one grease fitting on that truck, I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start hunting for it. No, while you're underneath there, though, get some good pen. Don't get don't get the cheap stuff, but get some good penetrating oil and just oil those. Uh, Not WD forty. No, no, just lube the. Lube those pins that that rotate up and down. You, you'll you'll thank me okay. later. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks. You bet, John. Appreciate the call. All right, we're gonna head over to Steve. Steve's got an Infinity G thirty five. Steve, what's going on today? I got some starting issues. It's got two hundred eight thousand miles on it. I got a V six push button start. Start it, and immediately want to go to like the hundred RPMs. And then go back up to normal RPM, idle RPM. Um, a couple occasions, it'll start and it automatically want to stall. 
It's completely stalled on three different issues, probably about a month apart. All this starting issue has started about six months ago. It doesn't do it all the time. Hmm. Any codes in that car? Any check engine light? No check engine lights, no codes. Um, it, It runs fine. Idle's fine. Just that one little issue on the starting, sometimes it... It seems like it does it on a a warm engine. Like you go to the mm-hmm. couple miles, go in the grocery store, come out, and it will mm-hmm. do it, but it won't stall. Sure. Hmm. Well. Hmm. I did have the starter replaced about no oh, a year ago. Yeah, but I, I don't. It starts. It starts every time, doesn't it? it this just has yeah. more to do with a stalling issue. So. The, the starter is not un, uncommon to go bad on any car, but I don't think that's kind of what what your issue is. Carburetor problem? Hell yeah, if if it had one, but it, you're kind of in that area where you've got a, you know, vacuum leaks are a big thing. Uh, I, I guess I'm just it's a Nissan, so I do know that they do have um, a recall for the programming on those for mm. some issues. Mm. This could be covered under it. I'm not saying let's go there right away, but mm. it might be worth the phone call to have the dealership check your VIN and they'll say, yeah, there's no open reprograms for that or, hey, we got some engine control module reprogramming we can do. Right. Um, Ma- mass airflow sensors cause a lot of problems in, in Nissan's uh, air leaks, air boots. Anytime I see one of these... I've replaced, I've replaced both mass airflow sensors about um, three weeks ago. Okay. First time. And whenever I see a Nissan or Infiniti with a starting or stalling issue, the first thing I'm going to do, regardless, before I even start reading, is I'm going to scope the cam and crank sensors. They've had so many issues with cam and crank mm-hmm. sensors over the years that yep. automatically I just go there. And... You know, they won't necessarily set a code because, again, it's a sensor that only picks up what it sees. And Okay. That can cause all your problems that you're talking about. Sure. And it's an intermittent. And it's got 200 and some odd thousand miles. And they're not okay. tremendously expensive. No. So, or hard to get to. Yeah. They're a heck of a lot cheaper than the, the two mass airflow sensors that you replaced. Um, is that something I can check or do you take it to... Uh... A shop. Can you physically, I mean, it's not something you're going to check with a test light. We use a scope to check those, or you have to have, you know, something with a data stream on it if you have a handheld scanner that will allow you to see engine speed. Yeah. Sure, you could probably get an all right reading off of it, you know, to say, hey, I have zero cranking RPMs. Or, okay, I mean, it's getting two, 300 is average cranking RPM. And if it's acting up, you can see a pattern on a waveform pattern on, on a scope that, that kind of leads you towards that. Uh, but if it's working great most of the time. You might no. see something, but it's not going to be definitive. No, it, it's kind of an educated guess. That's And that's kind of what you kind of get down to when it comes to uh, intermittent problems like that. Okay. Cam and crank sensor. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'll probably have one crank sensor, and there could be up to four cam sensors. But if you have multiple cam sensors, I would go towards just replacing the crank. If it's one crank, one cam, do them both. Yeah, and it, okay. it's 
it's a and check the dealership too because uh, more than likely your your better price will be there versus the aftermarket. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You, you bet. Got it. Appreciate the call. All right. Five five eight eleven tens. The numbers to get in. We got some open lines, so let's fill them up. We'll be back in a bit. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers at 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So uh, give us a call. Let's help out with your problems. See what kind of see what kind of problems you got. We have kind of interesting calls, you know, kind of normal calls. It uh, this is you know we did some shocks the other day on a guy's car that um, doesn't look like they'd ever been replaced in 200,000 miles, and boy was it bouncy. Yeah. And uh, that just, ha- you know, shocks are one thing that go, they go bad every day, just a, a tiny bit at a time. Every time you get go, in the car, it moves. It moves. So over a period of time. That's, Windy day, even if the car ain't running, they're moving. Yeah, they're moving. They're moving. So it's, and over a long period of time, those shocks, you just kind of get used to it. That's why you you don't notice. I mean, we had a, another one the other day that had a pothole and, uh of course, we talk about all the rust and the salt and everything else. And uh, she hit a pothole like she'd hit a pothole many times before, but it the bottom of the shock came completely separated from the uh, the mounting part, and uh, the whole front end went down. And uh, had to replace the brake hose, had to replace shocks, had to. Uh, and when it got done, it was just it was just a rusty pile when when, when we pulled those shocks off. But luckily, it didn't hurt much of anything else, and then. She was happy. He was getting it back on the road and didn't have any problem. Mm-hmm. It, it just shocks go bad over a little bit of time, you know. And sometimes, depending on the car that you drive and the quality that that you have, some shocks last a whole lot longer than other ones. Sure. And you know, sometimes you get fifty, sixty thousand out of them. Sometimes you get a hundred thousand out of them. If you get a hundred thousand out of them, you're doing pretty darn, pretty darn good. It's probably time to change them. So, have those checked. Here's some interesting technology that's kind of coming along, and this is starting to come out in certain cars and certain models, but maybe this is going to come to to the market just like ABS did, the analog braking system where everybody has it. So they're going to have a, a cameras, and this is just kind of things they're talking about, and, and a camera that kind of sits right there behind the steering wheel and looks up at you. And it's 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 looking for... Signs of fatigue, facial expressions, droopy eyelids, um, you know, moving your head and watching the traffic go to the, you know, you're looking to the left and for too long and you got the cruise control on, it's going to start flashing and dinging and say, hey, you need to pay attention to go forward because that's kind of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You, when you're following somebody, the forward isn't where you need to look. Backwards is, uh, you know, only for backing up and seeing how close the guy that's uh, behind you wants to get to you. How does it work with sunglasses? Uh, you know, I don't know. It, I suppose it's it's pretty sensitive. It can see right through your sunglasses. It it, it doesn't know what your inner thoughts are, Kyle. So it's going to you're going to be okay. <laughs> you you say that now. <laughs> you say that now. It, it, it I remember the other day I was thinking about gummy worms and then I Pull open my Facebook here, gummy bur- gummy worms. Oh like, well, huh. that's different. Well, 
I didn't even say it. I just thought it. Well, it's just looking. <laughs> yeah, it's just looking at it. That's that's your Facebook. That's that's the people that are prying into all your. That's Google, Facebook, and Samsung. That's all prying into that, and I mean, and whoever else is in there. But you're right. You can't even carry a conversation on too much in your own living room before uh, things start popping up on your phone yeah. for you to buy, isn't it? You want gummy worms? Scan this coupon. We'll mail you a case of them. <laughs> Just enter your information here. You're right. Buy enough of them, we'll give you a T-shirt. And, and That's you know, where they got me. And we don't. We all kind of didn't like that. I mean, we all were kind of upset at that, except for that would have to mean you have to delete some stuff off your phone and uh, – we made that compromise. I'd rather have that stuff on my phone than than uh, worry about who's listening. Nobody ever seems to come to the door. I mean, the gummy worm police don't come to the door, do they? Not yet. I Not, haven't seen them. Okay, all right. They might. You yeah, don't they know. Might. I mean, I mean, it is kind of handy in some ways. People think, oh, it's invading my privacy. It's like, what are they going to find out? <laughs> what are they going to find? <laughs> yeah. Talking yeah. about this hard to find part for my old truck, and yeah, didn't get yeah, that, that one, did you? That never pops up. <laughs> yeah. You notice that? Yeah, I've been looking for X for this, that, and the other, and it never pops yeah. up the website Still for that. I haven't gotten an ad for a Zenith 101 carburetor with an automatic <laughs> choke. You know, where are you guys on that one? Yeah, exactly. Now I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> Here is a patent. I kind of like this one. Here's, here's something else GM has uh, filed for a patent for an auto dimming. That would prevent, you know, the lights are getting brighter on cars. We obnoxiously brighter. You could land a plane on the highway yeah, if you're not paying. The you're right. Attention. They are, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it because it's uh, you can see more of the road, and it's just. But they are getting obnoxiously bright. But you know, we've done articles in the past that lights on the front of cars were terrible. They've been terrible for the longest time, and then they. And then they don't make them clear. They make them op- opaque, opaque, and then you you just can't see out of them. But so here's what GM's patent is going to be, and this is just something they're thinking about. You're going since everything is getting brighter. We all know that they're going to take it and patent an auto dimming uh, windshield. So if it gets so you too, you got a sentinel windshield. Yep, you're <laughs> going to have a sentinel windshield. So it's going to get too bright. Then that that. That uh, instead of like like a lot of the people do, and I, gosh, I don't know why they do this. They put twenty percent tint on the side, and they put twenty percent window uh, tint on the front window, and you can't see in, nor can you see out. And it, when it when the when the dark comes along, the sun goes down. Well, you can't hardly see out that car at all. It's, yeah, it's, it's, they're driving a welding booth yes, from high school. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it's dangerous. And there's oh, a lot God. of people out there. There's horribly dangerous. dangerous, and that's why there's a law against tinting the front windshield that's never it's you know it's never enforced foggy day you're not going nowhere no it's never enforced but uh for all those people that do it it's it doesn't it would be nice if it was but it's never enforced uh, the tin windows on the side can get too bright or even too dark to the point where you can't see oh yeah you know absolutely but anyway this would uh dim and then it would go back to normal depending on the light that, that it is that's coming at you you know at some point gosh it might be and this is it might be dimmed all the time if you're driving at night. So sure. I think there's a lot of things to work out there. But what's it, the cost of this? Windshield? Exactly. Oh, That's kind of where I was I mean, going to. Well, some of them are getting up to three, four, five hundred dollars for a windshield. You know, then you yeah. got to reprogram the reprogram ADOS you, system and everything. 
Well, we just did. So this is another thing too. You, you got to be careful, kind of where your what your comprehensive is. Where you want your comprehensive at five hundred, or you want it at a thousand. You know, mm-hmm. you comp, your collision at at, at a five hundred or a thousand. But uh, you know, these wind we did a windshield the other day in a twenty two vehicle. Had to reset the cameras, and and that nature was right about a thousand bucks. Sure. Yeah. So. And essentially, it's still the same piece of glass that's prone to rock chips. Yep. Anything like that. Yep. Following too close, find the trash truck. Yep. All that stuff. But when you read, when you take that camera off there, you, boy, it'd be nice if you could just kind of pull it off and put it back on. But see, the the cameras that in cards are never exactly in the same spot. So they have a procedure that you've got to go through and and special equipment and everything else. It's it's not. They have to be aimed at a target, and you got yep. to be on level ground yep. to do these. And yep. yeah, it's to go into one of those booths where they calibrate these sensors is. And some things they put on a car are just dumb and, and cost a lot of money for no reason. And then there's other things that are really great and uh, need to be on every car, like the, the crash avoidance where you, you see absolutely on t- sure yeah. you see on TV where you back out of the out of the the driveway and somebody's coming along and the car stops on you. Great idea. How many? How many balls and kids and cars would you not hit if every car had that? So, all right, five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in. We got a few minutes, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. This is Nebraska's news, weather, and traffic station. News Radio eleven ten KFAB and KFAB.com, an iHeart Radio station. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. All right, you, you know the numbers, 558-1110. Give us a call. We're going to go back over into the uh, some of the new technology they have. Um, this is something they're working on. Um, the Harman Kardon is working on a microphone to put outside the car. Okay. Positioning a microphone outside the car will allow safety vehicle safety systems to be a, basically to hear... Tire screeching, ambulance, stuff like that? Or yeah. Are they looking for? Yep, yep, pretty much. Exactly. I mean, we've all been in our car where we've got our favorite song and, it's, and you're jamming it away on yeah, probably KFAB when you're listening to it. You're probably listening to talk radio way too loud. I would be blaring this show if I were in my truck right I now. too. I'm surprised you're not. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason I got subwoofers and an amp. Yeah. Well, why else <laughs> would you? I mean. It makes my voice sound better. <laughs> And you just don't hear that siren. And, you know, now that the sirens have gone, boy, the sirens have gotten louder on, on, on emergency vehicles. And they have need to be. Have you noticed they did add a low note to them? Yeah, they do. For intersections? And then they got a, the, 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 I don't know what you call the, the, the high, low, high, low, the, mm. the orbing noise that goes along. That's, that's for uh, hearing impaired people. Yeah, that's. The vibrations of it. Boy, I hear that more than anything else. And that's, that's annoying. It catches my attention. But anyway. They're, that's what they're thinking about. They're getting adding microphones to the outside of the car for so maybe Samsung's in charge of this because they've been listening to everything else or Facebook. Yeah, why not? And uh, so they can start listening to what's going on outside the car. How much do you want to listen to the people next to you that having an argument? Imagine the guy programming that in the you know <laughs> mountains he's climbed. <laughs> yes. 
Can you pick up deer? The clippity clip. There you their, go. Their hooves on an interstate. Yeah, there you go. I like that idea. We don't need the deer whistles Would have anymore. Me a front end on my pickup. Yes. Three years ago. Yes. We get the, the clippity clop. Yeah. That's. <laughs> we better. We better. Uh, we'll have to write that guy a letter. Do you think they got the guy from Monty Python to test that out? He's just in a booth with the car, <laughs> some coconuts. Yeah. Quit. Leave it to you, Kyle. All right. We're no gonna no stone unturned here. Uh, <laughs> go over to Mark. Mark's got a 2020 Equinox. Mark, what's going on? Hey guys, I um, when I was clean when power washing um, in the winter time, there's a lot of ice and salt, and it's uh, that's about the same time that I got that fault for uh, parking assist failure. And you know, I've tried all the YouTube things of wiping it with WD or WD forty or whatever. And I guess my question is, can I just purchase a new sensor and just plug and you know plug and play, solder solder a new sensor in, and if it works, great. But which sensor uh, are we talking? Are you talking the bumper sensors? I, yep, the bumper one. You have an yep. idea? You, have you an know ide- which one it is? Yeah, exactly. You know which one it is. No, I do not. I okay. I I was equally aggressive with the power washer, so it could be sure. the left or the right. Well, um, they're going to set a code for the letter on like A, B, C, D across that back bumper. Right. And then you're going to have to figure oh. out which one that is. And then from there, I mean, there's just a connector on the back of it. You just unplug it, and it pops out of your bumper. You'll have to paint it to match if you care that much. But yeah. Because they'll come black, and you got to paint it over with a thin film of oh, paint. Okay. You don't want to you don't want to overpaint them too much. Because, yeah, don't powder coat the thing. Yeah, don't powder coat it, or, or put too much on. It can't see through it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, there. Once you, I mean, you will have to get it to a shop or find a scan tool that's compatible with that system. But you scan it; it'll come up with which one it is. Away you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right. I'm sorry, but it ended another quick hour. That went fast, didn't it, Kyle? Yeah. All right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. We appreciate all the calls. Uh, I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.